You are listening to 4625 kHz, UVB76, The Buzzer. Please stand by. <coughs> Wait, what? This thing's on? Oh. <laughs> Greetings, Buzzer listeners. You're tuned in to The Buzzer Overnight. To avoid dead air, we have partnered with the Podcast Producers Guild to bring you the following gift from the United States. The PAA podcast is recommended for mature audiences. <sighs> what is it about introing that show that marks when losing me? To the loo! Time to go drop the kids off at the pool, you know what I'm saying? up Dave's I swear to God I don't know what it is the mic self adjusts or something but <clears throat> tired of doing that what is up Dave's it's Saturday and you know what that means you're watching the number one conservative podcast in Nevada we are a free speech organization check us out on Rumble BitChute Odyssey Spotify now right right where Joe Rogan is and where Neil Young some guy nobody's ever heard of and uh, Joni Mitchell aren't. I'm there. We're there. Get thirsty. Did not drink all day on a Saturday. Unbelievable. Let's slow it all down here. Let's pull up this thing. See if anybody has jumped in the comments. No, not yet. All right, good. You got to let these things <clears throat> kind of sit for a moment sometimes i i uh one of the shows i watched the barely news the ian bain thing uh, with jesse law he jumps in and takes off and you don't get your you're already a minute behind because sometimes youtube doesn't give you the notification right away so i made him a new i made him a new intro i hope he uses it i hope he likes it it made you know what? Um, hold on. Yeah, thanks to the Podcast Producers Guild. Uh, check us out on Facebook. We're streaming live. If you want to join in live on um, some of the stuff we're going to be talking about, so just left a meeting. We're going to talk about the meeting. I didn't get a chance to shave. I normally wash up for you people. I just came in the house and kind of got this thing going. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, Podcast Producers Guild, thank you. Thank you. Let's run, run the thing. I think I found someone who can make an impact. Are you ready?
So yeah, check out thepatriotimpact.com. If you buy any uh, swag on there, uh, gear on there, I don't know, what do you kids call stuff you buy? Um, use the promo code Dave, and uh, you get a percent off. I think it's five. I believe it's five. <clears throat> Can't watch the comments and play with my toys at the same time. I have my soundboard. You know what I mean? I mean, it's nothing in particular I want to play. It's just like it's right there. And what? Uh, I did add a new one. I'm gonna get to it later. Is it not there? There it is. I don't know what is going on with this video situation. I did not tell Zoom to have this aspect ratio, and I, I got to sort this out. Somebody played with the settings in here, and the, the color was all off right up to the last second. I think, I think David Wushorn may have sabotaged some shit on his way out. Oh, yeah, I got to um, shit. See, I didn't have a chance to. Um, <clears throat> Transfer over the notes. There's a PayPal donate link. All right. Let me see if I can. Um, God, I wish people would get a domain and then you know, instead of sending a PayPal link, say go to this domain. But uh, if Brittany's watching or if anybody's watching that wants to put up the PayPal link for Brittany's PayPal donate, I will, I'll, I'll post it in the comments. Um, PayPal.com slash donate. And it's fucking, it's like the link that goes to a button, but you can also put those, you know, like if you go to paalive.us, you can join the show. You could go to their, their, the, the PayPal thing. So shit. I'm not, I have my notes on my phone, and I didn't. Uh, and I want you guys to help uh, help Brittany out. That would be cool if you want. Um, I don't. Man, some of the notes here are going to be a little bit off. Danielle Levitt, AD twenty three, kids and ads. I don't know where I saw Danielle's ads. Uh, Seagal was on Shad. Nice background. Get a fucking camera, mic, and lights. Yeah, some of these candidates that I like, I can't understand why they can't get something in a corner of their house or right behind them in their office. Uh, I could, I could help if they needed if they needed help with a little background. You know, most of these people are theater kids, and I feel like. Maybe they don't want to build the sets so much as they want to <clears throat> just do the acty part. So y'all are going to have to do some light construction, some screws and wood. And set something up that looks good in the background that you can put a green screen on too so you can use it for other stuff. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to help these people. There's, there's no helping them. All right, still no word on Brittany's thing. What else? Oh, wow. It's some cynical shit. I just want to get that out of the way. I don't think I wrote that in the notes, but I'm a very cynical person. I realized that today at the, at the NRCC. You know, just 
I'll explain later. It has to do with abortion. Because <laughs> so, that's that's what you want to hear me talk about. It's just it's not that. I'm not going to talk about that. I ran into somebody who it, that's their topic and they're they're a fan. Uh, so uh, so happy. Ian Bain, Johnny Brew, and Jesse Law are telling me what's really going on in Ukraine, Russia, and Afghan. And reading Rob Lauer's 360, Las Vegas 360 articles. Some of you motherfuckers love to talk about shit you don't know about. Never drove a truck, know all about trucker strikes. Never served in the military, foreign policy expert. Never run a com- Never ran a campaign, never won, consultant. Jesus Christ, I swear, man, I get salty in these notes sometimes. Sorry. That's not just directed at Johnny, Ian, and Jesse. I get annoyed that they're they're actually part of the stories, some of them. And you don't get the you know, you can't always get the, the straight poop like you get here. They don't have an open link P A A Live dot US that would allow you know you to jump in on their show because then uh, they look like that's, you would make them look like assholes, probably. Because you'd be like, nope, you're wrong. You're wrong about Ukraine. You're wrong about truckers. It'd be annoying. Whereas if I'm wrong, and, uh, you know, you're, you're super mad, then you just, you know, you come in here, and then you'll have me going. I have been wrong. <laughs> That's tough. And I've admitted it. Um, wow. Right to it. NRCC winter meeting in Las Vegas. I, I posted a couple of, I, I didn't want to, um, I stream county meetings. And other people are doing it now too. So I, I figured um, a state meeting is a place for me to unwind and say hello to friends and, and not have to worry about leaving a piece of gear up front, and in hindsight, I should have brought my my iPad and a, and a tripod. Um, I got there first. I streamed a couple of short videos while I was there, and then I just enjoyed the meeting. I could get up, walk around. I don't want to leave my my shit up there. People trip over it, or whatever. I don't know. They, they say things around it, and and I don't want to be responsible for that. So, you know, especially when you walk away from it, it's like you're surreptitiously recording people. You got to put a red light on the fucking thing or something. But anyway, I didn't want to be involved in that shit. Just wanted to have fun in the state meeting. But I kind of wish I'd brought my stuff. I I mean, my iPad's not that big of a deal, but I'm going to have to always do that because I I guess there's always like we're not doing anything unless we go into executive session that would give away the keys or the secrets. You know what I mean? Like it's. It's standard stuff. It's it's a grind through Robert's Rules and through um, parliamentary procedure and bylaws. These things have all been set out. It's a script. You know, it's theater, and it's it's a script. So, um, fuck me, man. I lose track of what I... Yeah. Whatever. I didn't record the fucking thing. And apparently... 
there may have been some friction for some folks that may have set up something. We didn't try and figure out where the line is because I can't hold up a video thing. Because you can video these things, but I can't hold up a camera for very long. And uh, I have a tripod. I usually set it right between my legs and sit in front of it. And I look at it and check it. And is that acceptable? Is that okay? Because there was some... <clears throat> I don't know, somebody was tossed or somebody wasn't tossed or somebody was asked to leave and, you know, because, but I like to stream these things. And that is, of course, is creating a recording of it. And I wasn't put in that position because I didn't bring my gear, but I, my solution, and this is only because, you know, you talk shit, you talk big shit when, well, I would have fucking said, that, you know, and, and, but instead I was thinking, all right, what if somebody stops me here in the Ahern? and tells me I can't record uh, the meetings or stream them. That they, uh, well, and I, I remembered, I've seen George Harris on Sam Shad say that the Ahern Freedom Hotel and Casino is a safe place for conservatives. This is the number one conservative podcast in Nevada. It's on the back. And uh, I would be respectful, of course, to Don Ahern's employees and, and security at the Ahern. If they asked me to leave, I'd leave. And then I would make some phone calls. Uh, but I would ask them, please, if you wouldn't mind, could you have George Harris ask me to leave? And I know he'll back you guys up. I'm not trying to usurp you guys, and you know, I know he's on your guys' side, and it's fine. But I was told by George that I could feel safe here, that I am, this is the Ahern Freedom Hotel and Convention Center, and I am somebody who's very much about free speech and the First Amendment, and I would like George to tell me to leave. And I... I wouldn't want to fuck over the security guards. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you get a little overzealous. People get weird around cameras until you get used to them. Uh, this is the age we live in. Everything's online, for good or for bad. So, might as well make it for good and show people what the process is. Uh, the shit we did today at the NRCC was a fucking grind. And I, listen, I've never, swear to God, in its full disclosure, I've never played D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. I went to a kid's house one time, uh, and I was allowed to stay over late. So they were like, let's play D&D. &D. And I was like, okay. And I couldn't even get through the setup. And I was just like, I'm out. I don't understand. But since that time, I've... I'm, I'm culturally aware, even though I don't watch certain things or see, <clears throat> I, I know what the fuck D&D &D is, right? And I know there's levels to this game. And I equate what we did today with not playing Dungeons and Dragons, but writing a Dungeon Master's Guide. Like, this is the fucking bylaws, the weeds we got into, the shit that previous iterations of the Central Committee have put into the bylaws grammatical errors, uh, spelling errors, 
and 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 logic loops that need to be closed is exhausting. And when you don't understand the process or you get distracted easily, holy fucking shit, man. I'd like to see the rogue organization do this sort of shit too. They should have their own rogue state party. So anyway, back to back to the notes. So yeah, I was I was first one in the line there and uh, I was hanging out talking to somebody and uh so this says, is Stavros cool now? Um, I should read everything because I wrote, you know, like right in shorthand. Shrug every time like nothing he can do, so he's okay. I want him to promote our state, and I've never been arrested, asshole. So I had a conversation with Stavros along with uh, Daryl Deshaw was standing there. And I, I, I don't know, dude, something about standing next to Daryl. A taller gentleman than I, and I, I had to flex on somebody. And Stavros put his face there, and I said, hey, listen, man, what is your deal with weed, bro? Like, I know when you were a city councilman, you were against legalization, and I know because you're a cop, you know, it's easy to lock up stoners, but if you're going to be my lieutenant governor, I need to know where you stand on cannabis. It's one of our industries. Any no, no, no. No. No shrugging. Either you're for it or you're against it. And if you're against it, I can't be for you because it's one of our industries. I don't know if you people know what it's like. Somehow, all of a sudden, nobody fucking smokes weed, right? But, um, I mean, I had a, I had a quality dude because I worked in the restaurant industry. I met a guy who knew a guy. And I was able to get what I needed. But, my God. I mean, what was it? Who grew it? Where was it grown? Was it grown by a Mexican cartel in the fucking forests of Oregon? Or by somebody who gave a shit? Oh. Now, I have friends, like over at Stellar Farms, who have a grow that distributes to dispensaries that are owned and run by former governors like Bob List, billionaires, and people who had respectable cannabis businesses in Colorado or Canada. Where do you stand? You know, I didn't say all this, but I, I broke it down for him. Like, I wasn't letting him off the hook because he's, I'm like, no, nah, bro. You have to carry the torch for cannabis if you come from this state. We're one of those states where you can come here and enjoy a little fucking green freedom. So I guess I was advocating on behalf of the, um, oh shit, was a coalition of conservative and Republican. We got it. Let's do it. Cannabis consumers. I got in his ass. Um, and yeah, I've never been arrested. So I had to use the black market. And if you support the black market, then you don't support legal weed. If you support people like Bob List and Kelly Hurst, Michelle Fiore put that through, friend. Fend, that'll come back around. Don't worry about that. Uh, you know, that was, that was Michelle Fiore's thing. So come on, man. Come on, man. Stavros, 
I need you to be a cheerleader for cannabis, not just a, it happened. No, there's no time for that anymore, man. It's, uh, there's science. And if you go and just Google, is cannabis medicine, maybe spend an hour, you know, I mean, I used to listen to these podcasts daily from, from normal where I'd listen to these, uh, doctors and, and, and uh, researchers who were collecting other research from around the world where people were allowed to do research on this stuff. So I'm not, I'm not just, you know, like, yeah, man, just want to get high, man. You know, I found out, like, as you get older, the pharmaceutical industry has a solution for everything. But a lot of it is just that your endocannabinoid system isn't functioning, you know, your appetite, your sleep, your mood. You could take a Xanax or what those things, if you like those things, Stavros, if you're a, you know, a pop, pill popper, if that's your thing, you know, fucking cool. But let, let the people that have a, a, a less than functioning endocannabinoid system supplement so that they can be healthy and happy because that's freedom, right? And if you want to be a lieutenant governor in Nevada, I can't, I can't get behind anybody who's not a fucking cheerleader for the fucking plant. But Stavros gave me his commitment to, yeah, you know what? It's a Nevada business and promoting Nevada business is part of the job. So yes. So I got that. And he told me to put that out because he says, what's your name? And Daryl Deshaw says, that's Chris Dyer. He does a podcast. What's it called? The AA Podcast, Stavros. I talk about you all the time. Turns out that Stavros got, uh, he got, he's going to do another podcast, which I'll get to here in the notes in a second. Still nobody in the comments. Here's the thing. There was a cool thing. Uh, there's this dude named Chris Dunham, who was a mentee of Zig Ziglar. My parents did Amway. I don't know. If you know what Amway is, but it's one of those MLM or whatever things. There's a lot of motivational speakers in there, a lot of Zig Ziglar. So I metaphorically ran the fuck away as soon as I heard uh, Zig Ziglar. But I know that shit connects with a lot of people and they need it and whatever. I've lost all motivation. I'm fucking, you know, a cynic and a, and a follower of Albert Camus and, and an absurdist, an ex existentialist. You know, it's so... So going, I'm going to tell you some of the shit. I got to Google some of this stuff. Going to see this guy speak after, I, I got notes on, it's, it's just so formulaic and it's, hey, uh, real quick, because this isn't in the notes, I don't think, but I put, did put out a video. I like Sam Peters. He, he never says hi to me really much anymore, but bro, uh, Burn these up, use these up, or just toss them. And uh, no more with the kids, bro. No more with the kids, okay? Please, stop. It's fine, you're running CD4. Um, Annie Black is a winner. She's running in CD4, I believe. I get my CDs mixed up. It happens. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. We've only got four. What if we lived in one of the states where they got a buttload? Then I would just focus on one of them because it would be like a heavy population center. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Stavros, Stavros stuck me his card. So there you go. If you see Stavros, tell him. 
Uh, don't be hating on the plant, my friend. Don't be. Don't be like that. You want his phone number? 702-812-0123. Hey, Stavros, you know, legalize it. Don't criticize it. It's not hard to look up what, what it's good for, my friend. If you need to, we can have a smoke sesh. Me, you, and Michelle Fiore. Get together with some of you fuckheads. Pop your cherry if you've never fucked, you know. Get some infused uh, pre-rolls and just sit around and drink some uh, some good beer or tea or something. If that's your thing. And uh, I bet you... I bet you if I contacted a dispensary or a, um, yeah, no, fuck, a dispensary, like Planet 13, this is practically a, a cannabis museum from what the photos that I've seen. I did work there before it was open. It was amazing then. It's, it's, it's quite, quite amazing facility. I wonder if through Governor Bob List, we could maybe take a tour and have a little session there. I love Planet 13. I, I mean, they drive right to my house. And it's a legitimate business. I pay taxes into the state's coffers. I tip well because I remember when I had to buy nefarious shit. I think I've been over that before. So I can't see how you can't be a fucking cheerleader for that. Oh, in the agenda for the meeting, this was weird. It wasn't said, but it was in the... Oh, never mind. Fuck me. I might be misreading something because this gets confusing because you get this thing with the minutes from the last meeting and shit, and you look at it and you think, and some of the stuff you're looking at, you're like, is this for this meeting? And it's not. You're like, oh, you have to approve those minutes at this meeting. All of these things confuse the shit out of me. This is it's like theater with such structure that... It's best to just keep your fucking hands away from the machine if you don't understand it. If you have to come up to the microphone and go, um, what? Ask a fucking friend. Ask two friends before you. <laughs> like an elementary school teacher, right? Fucking. Why are you in front of me? Why are you at the microphone right now? Did you ask a friend? Did you reread the instructions? Okay. Friends, please tell them the answer to their question. That's how we have to fucking do at these things. I learned. I learned to keep my uh, my stupid fucking face away from the microphone there. As much as I like to fuck around with this, this whole rig that I have here, it's, it's fun. Um, <clears throat> my character is a little more one-on-one -on -one at these meetings. Every once in a while I get called up to the thing, and I, I'm not scared. I'm not going to, you know... I'm not going to shit myself or anything, but I don't seek it. I don't want to be the, the guy singing the national anthem or, you know, the guy, <laughs> the guy leading a fucking meeting or trying to explain fucking bylaws to people. Holy shit. People that want to be interested, they want to learn the process. Listen to this. This is my, this is my advice because I know the nerds would say this to you, please. Buy a book called Robert's Rules of Order. Watch videos about Robert's Rules of Order if you need to. If, or get the audio book or something. Or Robert's Rules of Order for Dummies. This is the structure 
of the thing because people would say like, oh, you've made these changes. Now we can't vote out the, the, the chair or the vice chair. Yeah, we can. It's pretty easy. You'd be fucking surprised how quickly we can we can remove remove somebody from the party. Um, when properly motivated, it doesn't take much to form a quorum and then to, you know, run somebody out on a fucking rail. Will they accept it? That's a different story. But it can be done. And then, you know, then you have divisions within the party. Um, Michael McDonald, during his opener, was calling out people still in the NRCC, in the Nevada Republican Central Committee, that are backing Kerry. And I didn't really know who he was talking about. He did, I think he did call out Michael B. Jack, and it was a, um, shit, I don't remember. There was an, uh, a chair in Washoe that was all up in the fuckery, and I don't remember what his name was either. Uh, was it Cadenassi? Is that right? I want to say it was Cadenassi. He was he was the Sage Deck equivalent of uh, fucking. Oh, you know what I forgot? I fucking did I just not put in the notes? Yeah, we'll just get to it. We'll just do this fucking. Yeah, I went right to. All right, cool. We'll save it for last, man. Like like fucking dessert. All right. Um, yeah, Michael McDonald called out people still in the NRCC back in Kerry. Kerry has a, there's a pack that these people are involved in. Nevada wins pack. I went on there and um, looked it up. I mean, it's standard Republican-y shit, but I know these, I know these people are the rhinos, the moderates. We don't really have room for those people right now. They can make phone calls for the the conservatives. That's fine, but you know, they all want to fucking run for office. <sighs> Subversives. Yeah, Lee Hoffman. Lee Hoffman is the person apparently that's running that pack. Hmm. I don't know who that is. Maybe that you know. Maybe that makes sense to you. It fucking pisses me off, just not going to lie, that I think David Washorn sabotaged the sides of the, the, the thing here. I'm really not, not happy about it. I've got to figure this shit out. And f- I fucked up the thing I'm going to talk about in a little bit, the Dave Sagedak. David Sagedak was on fucking CNN, and I recorded the wrong screen. Fuck. That's not sabotage. This is me fucking up. All right, it's a good thing I brought two of those in honor of my my British friends that have that intro. I have a nice Firestone. I get these at Smith's. I know a guy that works there. Gets me a 15% discount. 10%? Maybe 10% on beer. I don't know. Uh, Union Jack IPA. I don't know where they make this shit. I sometimes do beer reviews on my other channel, Chris Dyer. Uh... I think it's made in California, right? Union Jack, India Pale Ale, a California beer. Okay. I will let California make my beer and my weed and my music and my movies. But not my politics. Keep that shit, right? Um, So many notes. 
Are Pelosi and Schumer running in Nevada? Why mention them? So someone got up to speak about people we need to defeat. And I'm, some of these things annoy the shit out of me. And I was like, uh, why do we speak as if we're going to take Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer out? We have Catherine Cortez Masto to worry about. We have Steve Sisolak to worry about. Uh, we have Dina Titus to worry about. We have Stephen Horsford to worry about. And I know it's fun to mention that, that, but it's like these people that do these fucking podcasts. Like, I know you want to talk about the big bad monster, the, the, the giant dragon over the entire country. Well, we got little dragons right here, man. And they need slaying too. That's my one criticism with, like, all the other, like, creators here in Nevada and Clark County is they don't really talk about this shit. And since I don't want anybody to watch this thing, <laughs> it was fucking, I mean, Johnny Brew does talk about the stuff. He's, he's interviewing candidates like a boss. But when he's on the Ian Bain show, that's the format. Uh, and Johnny will go off on a, if, it, if there's nothing happening local, he will go off on a rant. <clears throat> and this is what, oh wait, fuck me, fucked up the segue. I almost missed a beautiful thing. So why mention Schumer and Pelosi? Okay. Apparently, uh, Sean Meehan. Shout out to Mark, Sean Meehan. I thought we had met before because I see the dude online all the time. And he watches the shows you know, and we comment on the same things. But uh, he's, a, he's from Douglas County. And uh, I'm fairly sure he's a Paul Tard or whatever. He's, uh, he's awesome. And, and uh, Kathy uh, Noose had to... Uh, introduce this and he was like I met a lot of people they're like hey I'm a fan and I'm like awesome uh, I'm, I love that you love it right uh, but I guess Sean and I have never met but I feel like we have because we comment on all the same shit and kind of we um, it's, it's like you ever played spades with somebody you've never met before and you look at them and raise an eyebrow or move your eyes in a certain way and it seems like the cards you want them to play are getting played, and you don't know how that's happening. It's like that's you know when you're commenting with someone, it was somebody comments on something like shit. That's what I was thinking. You like it, and then you yes and that motherfucker. You know what I mean? Sean's like one of those people. So it was nice to meet him. It was nice meeting people. Everybody who walked up to me and said uh, they're a fan of this little puppet show that I do for my kids and grandkids, so that they'll have some sort of uh, record of my existence. Hopefully, when all the plastic melts, when all the EMPs <laughs> go off, when, um, oh, shit, what's the, oh, come on, the thing from fucking Terminator, when uh, when that goes live, I'll, I'll just wait, I'll just wait till it comes to me, uh, Skynet, my kids were watching it recently, it's f shit's good, so yeah, when Skynet goes live, then obviously, kids and grandkids great grandkids won't have this record but yeah i do tell people the reason i do this here i'll just tell you in case i missed you and i didn't get to you individually um i do this because there is a video i met my great-grandfather uh he was born in 1900 like i have pictures of him with a model t that he used until it had to be like downgraded into a farm machine 
Um, you know, my dude lived through all the fucking things and died till 1990 when I was 18 years old. And <clears throat> there's a video of him where somebody set up a, you know, shitty fucking giant shoebox of size camera, right? And interviewed him, Otis Dyer, a delegate for Barry Goldwater to the 1964 convention in San Francisco. A man traveled from Martinsville, fucking Virginia, to San Francisco in 1964 to represent Barry Goldwater for his, his peeps in Henry County, Virginia. Uh, and he said the fucking N-word on a videotape that someone in my family recorded. And now me and my kids can't ever see it. Because the people that have it won't give it to me. They won't trust me, someone in their family. I don't know if anybody in my family watches this horse shit. I hope you do. Uh, it's weird. I don't think my mom watches this. I don't think any of my aunts or uncles watch this. Very strange. Cousins, none. Hey, if you're one of my fucking family, comment on the YouTube or the Facebook and let me know if you watch this shit. The, the barber side or the dire side, but especially the dire side because I want that fucking video. So that's what this show is. I would have, I would have given a testicle. Real talk. To be able to see my great-granddad, Otis Dyer, rant about politics. My man was a Goldwater Republican in 19-fucking-64. And he used the N-word. So I would have edited it out. I'll cut it out. But they don't trust me to do that shit. I know how to edit. So I, I, have you people seen what I fucking do with, with a cheap fucking computer and a Zoom account? Have you seen the things I can fuck up when I try to record a CNN fucking segment with Dave Sagedak? We'll get to that in a minute. It's been a long fucking day, man. I Thank God we finally had a fucking meeting in Nevada. <laughs> Sorry, in Las Vegas, because the, the meeting prior was in Winnemucca, which is basically southern Oregon, and I'm not fucking with that. And then the meeting prior to that was Carson City, which... I great for content, right? To fucking <laughs> to drive eight hours or seven hours to Carson City from my house through Nevada. Goddamn beautiful. Will bring a tear to your eye. The sun sets and the sun rises. I think I saw three of them <laughs> that day because I fucking drove up there. And listen, I don't get high. I stay high. So fucking try and maintain that while you fucking drive up. And, you know, just like you people that take your fucking your benzos and your fucking Adderalls and shit like that. I know my dosage and I know, you know, when I need to fucking take my medicine. So relax. I wear my seatbelt, you know, and I, you know, take naps when I need to. But driving up to that motherfucker and driving, oh, sorry, staying for eight hours and then driving back, because I ain't renting no fucking room. I got news for you. I don't know if you know this. I don't have OCD. I have obsessive compulsive behaviors. I will not fucking pull these sheets back in a hotel room and get in that fucking bacteria sandwich. Fuck you. You think the housekeeper at the Motel 6 in Oklahoma City gives a fuck if you get something? I sleep 
in the fucking clothes that I'm gonna wear when I leave that bitch. I get in the shower, I take a fucking shower, I get in, and I sleep on top of the fucking covers with a gun when I'm in a hotel. That's it. Period. You kick in the door, you're getting fucking shot. And the first scream I hear, like where it sounds like somebody's getting murdered, I leave. That's my fucking M.O. So I don't get no room in Winnemucca. Sleeping in my fucking car. Ain't happening. And I ain't getting no room in Carson City. Drove up, stayed for eight hours, drove down. So thank God. I had been promoting the shit out of this thing without even knowing when the fuck it was or where the fuck it was or anything. It was at the Ahern, obviously. It was at fucking 7 in the morning for breakfast, which is cool. I got there 6.45. I got there stupid early. Thank God it was in Las Vegas. It's wintertime, motherfuckers. You can't have these things in Nye County or north of Goldfield. Get fucked. You know what I mean? No way. Um... Adam Laxalt owes the state party. That's why I brought up Sean Meehan. He owes the state party money. Because for what? I don't know what the fuck, man. Listen, here's what I wrote here. Let me get some. I do production. Apparently the number was 60K or more. And I do what I do on a shoestring. I don't know what the fuck Adam needed money from the state party to do, but give me some, man. I I don't know. I'll hook you up because I didn't see any ads or commercials on Facebook. Let me show you guys something. I said I'd do no more production for this show, and I meant it. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to do production. I have a new... I have a new career, and I want to do production for that. I want to make cool things for my kids to watch. But I have friends that I've had for a long time, and I don't like to make them look stupid unless it's me doing it. So, you know, when I think they're... I I, I got skills, and I help them out. So let, let me let me show you guys something. Is this it? Okay. You gotta pause this fucker probably right away and then I'll share it. Ah, ah stop. Okay. So <clears throat> I love Jesse Law and I don't like that his intro to his show is not what you would call complimentary. And yes, can I just put this on top or do I have to share screen? I'll fucking put it right here. I'll look at fucking... I'll put it right on my face. Let me look at uh, OBS. If you guys knew the balls I have in the fucking air. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to put it right over my face. So <clears throat> uh, when Jesse starts his show, there's not enough lag time to, to get in there and, and jump in and enjoy it from the beginning. You need a little bit of a countdown. You need a little bit of a time for people to jump in and then an intro and shit like that. And it kind of hurt my feelings that, uh, Jesse and Ian are friends, but you know, Jesse, uh, Ian is, he isn't a professional. He isn't, Ian is a professional, but thinks it's fun to bully my friend Jesse. So let me show you what I made for Jesse. And I hope Ian likes it. And I hope, cause I think I put a lot, I put, well, I didn't put a lot of work into it, but a couple, a couple of hours. And this is what I'm capable of. 
So that continues on for another 27 seconds. It gives you some some leeway to kind of, you know, get ready and get you, get your breath. And it's just a little bit of a, all right, go. Uh, did you, have you had macaroni and cheese and you get it in a box? Let's say that, that um, bomb-ass Cracker Barrel mac and cheese, you get to it to, I'm sure it's just Velveeta, whatever, right? And you have it. At somebody's, you have your mom makes it right, and you have it at somebody else's house. It's the same box of shit, right? Maybe, maybe your mom's not Italian, don't know how to cook the noodles right and shit. But let's say they get the noodles equal. You know how there's something missing? It's love. Love is missing. When mom makes mac and cheese for you, there's fucking love in there, and you taste it. You know it. That's what's in this motherfucking thing I just made. That's love, because. At this meeting, oh, did I fucking, all right, I'm going to say it because it's in the notes. And I'm going to get to it later because I had to write it several times. At this meeting, Jesse was very stressed and uh, people were very, like, <laughs> I apologized to him because, uh, like, somebody who couldn't move too fast was like, where's Jesse? And he talked to us. All right. He's over there. I will go over there and make him stop moving. So... I went over and said, hey, Jesse, could you stay right here for just a second? This person wants to talk to you. And he was very, and he said, he's getting it from all ends. And he said, I need a table or something. He's trying to hand out proxies and stuff. And uh, I stopped and watched all the people talking to him. And I said, yes, yeah, kind of fucked up. So as soon as the person got there, couldn't move too fast, before he ran off, I, I yelled, Jesse, and I pointed at him. And I fucked off so that he knew. And, you know, a lot of people need individual attention. And Jesse is being pulled in many directions at this point. And fortunately, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope he's got good people around him taking good care of him. But because of George Harris today, because he talked about what it takes to fight this. Holy shit. Almost said the C word. Can I say the C word? Let's not. Uh Carrie, that's the C word. What it takes to fight Carrie Buck and this fuckery that she's doing. Uh, I mean, at this point, it's a personal lawsuit against Jesse. And, you know, that people have committed to, to helping with that cost. But does one person have to carry that burden? Well, according to George Harris, no. Many hands make light work. <clears throat> so there was, I'm sure this must have uplifted Jesse and, and made him feel that, that Jesus was just giving him a little tickle on the ass because George Harris called for donations. <laughs> and because these people that are running against each other for the Republican nomination are so fucking competitive and have money in their coffers, it was a game of one-upsmanship, and the number was 500. And I got to think that Jesse's heart was lifted every time the words, this one just put $500 in the legal fund. This one just put $500 in the legal fund. Carrie Buck, you are so fucked. Because if the lawyers were in any way going, ah, shit, I'm never going to get paid. He's got a pretty good chunk. 
the numbers that, that George was laying out are enough to keep them in the fight. So maybe your attorneys keep getting fucking COVID and maybe they keep punting. I think Jesse's attorneys were bolstered today. So, you know, if you're in your little minions, uh, uh, Tawana Crabbe and Mike Colian metaphorically suck my dick, you please tell Carrie that a lot of fucking money was raised to continue the legal fight against you fuckers. It's not a good day for you today. So, uh, you know, sorry, sorry, sorry to break the news, but if you thought that any of our legal shit that you were dragging the fuck out was going to crush Jesse, uh, George Harris took care of that today. He has a way of working these motherfuckers <laughs> and squeezing dough out of them in front of everybody. It's public shaming. You better have five five undo in your fucking <laughs> in, a, in your account. Oh man, uh, let's go. What time is it? Oh, six fifty-two. I wonder if uh, I don't think Brew's coming out with anything at seven. Let me check my comments. Maybe Johnny will tell me if he's got anything coming out at seven because I might just he's already pushed his shit back to seven thirty. So I got time for this. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, so then um, this is fun. This is fun. Yeah. Why does Adam Adam Laxalt owe money? I went in the um, here. I'll read the words that I wrote in my notes. Talked to Stavros about Johnny Brew with my dick in my hand. Uh, so I went to the bathroom after I had my little tete-a-tete with um, Stavros about his position on my favorite plant. And I almost bumped into him because I don't know, probably had my head up my ass looking at my phone or something. But he was leaving, about to wash his hands, and I was coming in, going to a urinal. So um, I pulled the little juggalo out, and uh, Stavros said, uh, see you later, or I'm out of here, or deuces, or whatever the fuck you say. And I said, oh, you leaving? And he said, uh, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast. And I said, which one? And he said, the Johnny Brew Show. I said, oh, man, I'm a big fan. Tell him I said, hey. And then I told Johnny Brew that I spoke to Stavros, but I did not tell Johnny Brew that I had my penis in my hand while his name crossed me and Stavros Anthony's lips, who I had just spoken to about cannabis. So I gave Johnny a heads up, like, hey, it turns out that I got to ask my question to Stavros directly and, and, uh, repeatedly when I didn't receive the answer that I liked. So I, I hope that Johnny Brew got to follow up on it. It's important to me. It's important to a lot of people. I don't know. Some people love fucking weed. Goddamn stoners. So, whatever. Some some people pretend to smoke weed. It's their persona or some sort of, um, you know, fake thing. And then some people... It is everything. Uh, let's see. Uh, it keeps them alive. keeps them from doing bad things to them. Ooh, Joey Gilbert was there. My man. Listen, I have, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome. I don't know what it is, but I'm freaked out when people uh, notice me, say my name, right? Do a podcast and, and then expect nobody to watch it and not recognize you and say, hey, Chris, I love what you do. I love that you love it. 
But then I know that there's some people that I say nasty things about, talk shit about, and then I go, uh, oh, fuck. Now I got to be accountable for what I said to their face. You know what I mean? Like, like I was being stupid originally in my original blog, and I've read these things that shit I would say about uh, Michelle Fiore. And then I go back and read it, and I'm like, it's not that bad. So, you know, I'm up Joey Gilbert's ass because he didn't have uh, seatbelt on in what appeared to me to be a moving RV. Uh, I got to, ah, shit, I got to, I got to put out that picture. I took a picture of it with, of the RV in the background when I was leaving the uh, Ahern. I got to, I got to post that. (laughs) Sorry. So my point is, I don't know if Joey knows who I am. Because I see him giving me the stink eye, and I imagine since he's a reality TV actor, boxer, that he's somewhat conscious or gives a shit about what people say about him. Like, it's weird. Like, there's been so many people for the time. I've been I've been around for 15 years doing this shit, and I've been ignored, and people have been told to ignore me, even when I've done, like, really heinous shit, like write a song about Sue Loudon. And it seems like that's the smart move to not give me any oxygen. I keep doing this anyway. I don't give a shit. Like I explained, you know, this is just the legacy I'm leaving behind for the kids and grandkids. Just something to watch. Oh, hey, grandkid or your granddad was a real shit stir. <laughs> watch these videos. If you got, you know, hours to waste. You want to see a long form narrative as I've been tracking this shit for so long that I've got, you know, like crazy character development but I saw Joey there uh, apparently Joey donated to Tick Siegerblom people are upset uh, I did I did get to speak to Paul Folger he's an old school Paul Tard that I got to eat lunch with him and yeah we were talking about like I mean like I want to like Joey I love Michelle um, so I can't support Joey, obviously. The, the Michelle gets the PAA endorsement. It's just a given. Because when I was doing a podcast with my friend David Isbell called Dave Against the Machine, and we had Michelle Fiore come to the house, their house, and uh, David and, and his roommates, the Bunces at the time, um, and Michelle was unfamiliar with the situation with medical cannabis and I educated her we spent the entire show and she gives me credit for educating her on that I can't ever support Joey I I like Joey and I want to like Joey but you'll never be Michelle she's a fucking winner and she's on the right side of something that's very near and dear to me so so what Gilbert donated to Tick when and was it part of his business sometimes you got to grease some people up that you're fucking he's a lawyer you know so the seatbelt thing burns my ass more than him voting for tick because as much as ticks a cunt see now how come i couldn't say it about a lady but i just said it about i guess it's that's okay right as much as he's a socialist cunt uh he and michelle got together and formed the superpowers. And they're the reason that weed is legal. So, god damn, you know, Tick gets a lot of fucking uh, capital. 
in my book because I'm really just a one-issue guy. <laughs> it's all liberty, but God damn, could it be any simpler? Quit, you know, fucking hating on the plant. Uh, so Michelle Fiore, John Lee got up and spoke first. Uh, this is the candidate things. Uh, I got a couple of candidate things. So John Lee got up and spoke, and, and then... Uh, and. He's got his ratings, his A ratings, his, you know, he's great, right, as a conservative, but he's not because he was a Republican, then a Democrat, then a Republican. He's wishy-washy as fuck. He's some sort of plant to fuck shit up. But boy, Michelle roasted him. She was, when, when, when you say, after somebody speaks and you say behind them, you want to talk about your this, you want to talk about your that, and you're like, oh yeah, that fucking Momo... With the iPad KP thing, he did say that he was the guy. Michelle, you're saying that you're head and shoulders above that fucker? Yep. Yep. So she roasted Lee. She roasted John Lee. And, hey, if you stream these things on video, if you do the shit, then you're, then you're Rob Kafka. You're sitting in a fucking... Uh, you're sitting in, an, in a... A fucking editing bay making shit like this. This chair provided by the Patriot Impact. Go to the PatriotImpact.com. No arm rest, because we don't rest our arms. If you buy anything at thepatriotimpact.com, list events, conservative events. That's what it's for, uh, Marnie over there. I, I would love for Rob to have Marnie call in paalive.us and uh, explain here instead of just on, like, Michelle Steele or some. She's got some kind of Steele report person. Is Sam Brown in pain? Real fucking talk, guys. I don't like Adam Laxalt. Apparently he owes the state party money. Wish I owed the state party money. <laughs> I don't. I bet it's got something to do with the fucking uh, Basque fry. I bet he said, hey, I'll pay you $60,000 to not tell anybody that I'm killing and eating Basque. And they're like, okay. And then he didn't. And then the, the party reported it as an asset. And he's like, yeah about that hey motherfucker but it's sam brown his opponent adam laxalt's opponent is he in pain um he is very very disfigured from an ied explosion that he was involved in in iraq uh that's real Fucked up. I can't act right without the relief that cannabis brings me. What kind of things would I need to be on in order to make pain not a priority in my life if I had suffered the kind of damage that Sam Brown suffered. Because I do not have the Constitution to deal 
with that sort of pain, I think. I mean, is it therapy good enough now that you can be relatively pain-free or... Um, are, are heavy narcotics a daily part of your life? And do I need... God damn, like, how bad I want Sam Peters to be our senator. Just to remind everybody what happens, what can happen, you know? Uh, what a lot of us were fortunate enough to avoid, but what a lot of us were not fortunate enough to avoid. I mean, you, the dead don't get to speak for their experience. People have to speak for them. But Sam is a unique perspective because he he lived through something that should have fucking killed him so i'd never want to silence his voice but the grind of being a senator and the attention that he would draw is that is there enough time in the day i mean fuck me i don't know what it takes for like burn therapy and shit like that he might be fine but i doubt it this kind of things just come into your mind you know what i mean uh, oh, uh, Sam Peters, <laughs> this, this I love. This is fucking spin. Uh, Sam Peters called losing an election being runner up. I was second runner up to in the uh 2008 primary in CD1. I was the runner up in the primary in 2012. I was in in the primary. I was the primary runner-up in 2016 when I ran for county commission. And what else did I run for? Lieutenant governor. I was second runner-up in the primary. Jesus, man. Second place is just first loser, bro. If you got no wins, man, I would never even mention that shit. I'd run down ballot, Sam. And, and Get your fucking kids out of the ads, dude. Come on. I don't talk about you that much, man, because you don't give me no no oxygen, like I said, but bro. Really? On both sides? Pro family. Pro military. Pro 2A. And that's another. Pro 2A is with his kid, too. And that's fine, man. That's great, man. Teach your kids how to use firearms uh, safely and responsibly. But don't put them in your ads. Put Fuck. Come on, man. I don't see Stavros. I bet Stavros is a breeder. I don't see his ads in the fucking things. Uh, also, Noah Malgeri, I felt like he kept giving me the stink guy. And it's just my paranoia. But I feel like he he knows who I am. And, and, and that's because he's a smart dude, right? And when somebody is as loud as I am, idiots like John Lee and Dean Heller ignore me. And smart tactical people like Noah Malgeri and his wife who runs his campaign know who I am. So like if, you know, like if, if he knows somebody that tells him, Hey, juggalo Patriot talking mad shit again, then he becomes aware of it. But that's, yeah. So I feel like it's a compliment. It's a sideways compliment. I feel like Noah Malgeri in Nevada district three knows who I am. And that means he's an astute candidate because I feel like he's giving me the stink face all the time. If I'm wrong, if he's not giving me the stink face, then clearly I'm picking up the wrong thing or his weird beard makes it look like he gives everybody the stink face. But I feel like I kind of caught eye contact a couple of times 
I assume no one knows who I am. Hey, you fucking new people like Lamac and, and Noah. I'm sorry, like, if you have to tell people that you think are your friend to tell me to stop talking shit about you or shut the fuck up. But you people come and go. You know, you, like, Stavros has been around for a few cycles. So, you know, but, uh, you know, and, and Sam's been around for two cycles. So, but you you people come and go. So if I offend you, stick around. And then you can go on paalive.us or you can call me out of the fucking meeting. Go, hey, what's your fucking deal? And I'll explain it to you. And then you'll get it. Um, rundown ballot. If you're going to move to Nevada out of fucking nowhere, like an Alan Kedrick in, oh, shit. Oh, let me fuck this up. 83, I want to say, but Alan Kedrick. Uh here's a new arrival from New York and he runs he's running for assembly in probably a district that's he's likely to lose. But he appreciates data and he appreciates the grind. And I wish people like Noah did too, because Noah seems like he's very intelligent, he's a military guy. Here's the thing. You know, he likes to say I was a JAG officer. He'll oh here, fucking let's name off all the shit on here. Iraq veteran, engineer, patent attorney, business founder. Christian, father and husband. What is a business founder? Are you a business man? I've I've founded a fucking business. So, are you running a business currently? Because a lot of business people in our party. But, you know, he's God's gift to CD3. But just run down ballot, bro. Because who else is in CD3? It's got to be somebody that's more qualified. That's a cool card, though. Here, I'll put you over. Rachel, did you pick that? Because that looks fucking dope. And no kids. No kids. So, I mean, you know, I don't have to shit on everything you do. But, you know, there's there's no kids in the ads. So, there you go. There's a positive. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Your notes, bro. Abortion lady. So, a nice lady came up. She said she's a fan. She watches the show. And... Her name Melissa Clement. Did I say that right? Clement or Clement? It's French. Uh, worked in a French restaurant for a long time, so I like to I like French French pronunciation. Uh, French pronunciation. Really? The beer and a half. French pronunciations when appropriate. So Melissa, I met, um, and she's part of Nevada Right to Life. Life from conception to natural death worth protecting. So that would mean they're anti-death penalty. That makes sense. That's reasonable to me to be anti-abortion, anti-death penalty means pro-life. You got to be consistent philosophically. So if that's the deal, that's cool. This is cool. Um, So here's the thing. Here's, Here's where I know that I'm a cynic. Because when I was in 2008, it's funny, uh, when I was running for Congress, I was actually called out for my stance. I don't know what my stance on abortion was at the time. I was at a thing and somebody asked and I was like, oh, shit. States rights, maybe? I said, and I was called out by by a woman named Christine DeCourt, who was like, no, fuck that. You're stupid. And I was like, yes. Ignorant. Very ignorant. I do not have vagina. Do not have the sort of investment that women have in bearing a child. Uh, so 
I decided at that point that as a cynic that I was born as, uh, reborn as, um, that I would take the stance that I cannot stop it. I feel powerless against that act. And in order for me to live with it as an absurdist and, and existentialist, I take the disgusting, cynical stance that people on the left should kill their children, should abort their children, unborn. Anyone who has the agenda that, that they have should definitely not breed. They do not have the best interests of our country and our world at heart. I choose to keep every child that I have or that my children have. If And this is what, it says need help on this card, okay? Need help. So if you're somebody who's watching this and you're thinking about aborting a baby, then that was the point of handing me this card. Facing a crisis pregnancy, 1-800-712-4357 or text HELPLINE to 313131. Uh, need healing from a past abortion? HopeAfterAbortion.org. So like I said, I have no uh, no grounds to speak on this, except that uh, hopefully, as far as I know, to the best of my knowledge, every child that I've ever had has been carried to term and is currently still living in my home. And uh, if any of my progeny should in any way ever feel like they can't... Uh, uh, raise a child, then I would do it for them. My wife and I would definitely do that for them. So, I mean, that's all I can say. If you're on the left, kill your babies. And if you're right, then you know that's the wrong thing to do. And if you're for the death penalty, then figure that out. Fucking do the math on that. If you're pro-life, but pro-death penalty, you're really doing some fucking mental gymnastics. Whatever. Children are innocent. Maybe they're not. Like, maybe some shitty kids get aborted. Maybe kids that would grow up in shitty situations would be aborted. And, that, you know, they, they don't come to criminals. There's an argument. There's a, a motley fool or some sort of economist argument for that. So, but I don't adhere to that. I'm team human. More humans, more gooder. <laughs> uh, she was there. Melissa was there. This is funny. She said that uh, she was at the pepper mill when I was elected as a delegate and then the whole thing was fucked up. She's not a Ron Paul person. Uh, it's funny though. Ron is very anti-abortion because he was witness to a botched one. And hearing his story about seeing that helps form my opinion on, on it. But um, she was at the pepper mill uh, back in 2008 when Juggalo Patriot was born Billy Idol was there, Ron Paul was there, and Chris Dyer got fucked out of his delegate spot. But eventually I got it back. But it's just funny, Melissa came up and said she's a fan of the show, and I was like, she was telling me like when she first saw me, and I was like, that's the first time anybody ever saw me, really, because that was the, yeah, when Juggalo Patriot got fucking 
my great granddad was a 1964 delegate for, delegate for Goldwater, and I knew that. And then I was a 2008 delegate for Ron Paul, and I was very excited. I was elected at large in CD1 with Danny Tarkanian and John Ensign, who was our current governor. And to have that taken away from me was traumatic. And that is when Juggalo Patriot happened. It was the, that was the nexus. And Melissa was there for that. Uh, Michelle Fiore stopped me on my way to the head, to the bathroom, and she said, we need to hang out. What? Yeah. No shit. So I told my wife, uh, Michelle, if you watch this or anybody that talks to Michelle, uh, uh, my wife wants to hang out too. So, I don't know. Name a spot, a bar. I'll go eat a roast beef sandwich or uh, a Reuben or if you've got a spot nearby, I think we, I don't know, same part of town. I'm up near Aliante. So, uh, yeah, fucking A, we need to hang out. Awesome. I always think these people don't know who the fuck I am, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure Michelle and I are hella cool. So uh, definitely want to hang out with Michelle. Uh, I missed an Eddie Hamilton speech, so that sucked. I was in the bathroom. That's when I ran into Stavros. Uh, yeah, candidates and bigwigs dropping 500 for legal for Jesse. Pauline Lee, thank you. This is weird. Pauline Lee will drop 500. She's a lawyer. And then Dave Gibbs will try and subvert the whole goddamn process. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Joey Gilbert dropped 500. Fiore, Seagal, uh, many more. And I, I missed all their names. If, I don't know. I, hopefully somebody will tweet and give them credit for because there was a lot of candidates that George Harris held their feet to the fire to continue the fight against Carrie Buck and her fuckery. Mm. The beer's getting warm. It takes about an hour. Uh, yeah, if you follow if you follow PAA podcast on the socials, um, uh, either Instagram or Facebook, you'll see uh, we post pictures of some of the bullshit that's going on. It's not really fit to like to talk about it on the podcast, but stuff leading up to stuff. So, you know, check that out. Do some cool photo edits and, and shit like that. Because Carrie Buck was tweeting some bizarre shit at 3.35 in the morning when she was walking off her meds. Uh, tweeting in all caps about God and vindication and victory. Um, no lie, it's a good thing Carrie has firearms in the house. It's a good thing that most of the people at the Nevada GOP meetings carry, carry their weapons. Because they don't need that shit. Uh, yeah, uh, so those people donated. Heller sent a dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. Listen, first of all, if I tell you that somebody has a thing and you think, oh, you're being mean, you're being a bully, I'm going to tell you that this person said it. So this person who came to speak for a candidate said, you'll have to pardon me. It's not the microphone. I have a speech impediment. I would be an asshole if I tried to imitate it. It kind of sounded like maybe... Um, the way someone sounds when they can't hear themselves if they're deaf uh, or losing their hearing. That's my professional medical opinion as a uh, doctor of divinity with the United Church of Bacon. But here we go. Heller sent a dude with a speech impediment to read a letter about how Heller disobeyed his family and ran. That is not a plank to run on. God's gift to Nevada. This motherfucker sent a dude to come speak to us who can't speak and admitted it. He can't speak well. 
it's fine. We could understand him. You know what I mean? It's just fucking, it, was, it wasn't even worth mentioning, but he did. And it's the standard fucking greasy Dean line. I promised this one, that one, and the other one, my people, that I wouldn't fucking do this anymore. But then I saw what was happening and I said, Nevada needs me. I can't just sit here and enjoy my golden years, my kids, my grandkids. When Nevada, she cries. And she cries out, Dean, Dean. You know, go fuck yourself, dude. We don't fucking need you. We need fucking Michelle Fiore. We need, you know, a winner who hasn't fucked off into the sunset and then says, my family told me not to fucking do this. Then don't. Go, and if you don't have the fucking time or the stones to show up, don't send a proxy. Especially don't send a proxy with a speech impediment. You can't find any of your friends that can fucking talk right. God bless this dude. Good for him. You know what I mean? He owns it and he said it, but get the fuck out of here, Dean. What are we doing? You can't... Did all your friends and consultants and, and, and all those people... Did they, did they fuck off? Ah, Dean, you're on your own. And he's like, you know, hey, Mushmouth, I need you to fuck it. You know, like he's tapping his fucking B and C level friends. Good dude. Spoke fine. Didn't need to mention he had a fucking speech impediment. I wouldn't have mentioned it except he fucking said it. So it's part of his gimmick. It's part of his character. Uh, John Miller started a bank in Nevada. He's running for lieutenant governor. And he's running for lieutenant governor in the notes uh what are the requirements so john miller says that the requirements for being a nevada lieutenant governor are to promote nevada businesses and uh you know so i think he gets it stavros left he was a lieutenant governor candidate that didn't get to speak mac miller let me just read the notes it's it's hella long uh mac Fights at county buildings for 25 years. So Mac was talking about how he, he's he been fighting at county buildings, school boards, all that shit for 25 years. Literally being thrown to the ground. Uh, Mac thinks Lieutenant Governor isn't just about business. It kind of is mostly a lot about promoting Nevada businesses and industries. He wants to keep fighting like he has for 25 to 30 years. Nah. Nah, not as Lieutenant Governor. You need to, It's a different thing. Um He's registered more than 60 Republicans in 35 days. Uh, that's cool. Go do that. Then. Go register Republicans. That's cool. Uh, and he runs this thing called the Republican Chamber of Commerce. I don't want to shit too much on Mac because some of his friends are, are like, they don't take criticism or jokes well. So, Oh, he went over time. He's suing Tick, Siegerblom, and everybody else. Like, all the bad people are getting sued by uh, Mac Miller who may or may not have impersonated a cop and deserted from the military. It's a long story if you need to listen to it. It involves military bureaucracy, so there is, you know, it's possible that it's like, uh, okay, all right, maybe maybe you're in the right on this one, but I don't know. Seems slick. Uh, he went over time. Oh, he said, as he was going over time, he says he wants, he wants these people that he's suing, Tick Siegerblom and others, on their knees and to know a black Republican did it. Is that identity politics? I think it is. Uh, that was, yeah, when the first time he mentioned he was black. I didn't notice until that. 
Uh, Tony Grady. Tony Grady is running for lieutenant governor. This is going to be a weird conversation because I wrote, <clears throat> I wrote corny black dude. So what is corny? I wrote, who is corny? So Tony was in the Air Force. It says here he created the stealth bomber. Lived here for six. He's lived here for six years. Four kids. One went to Annapolis and one to West Point. Look him up. Went well over time. He needs to work on that. But uh, the corny thing. Um, so people like Bill Hochstetler. Um, you know, the, the, the white guy. The You know, like that's corny. Mac Miller, not corny. Uh, he's a goof, but he's not corny. So I don't have video of Tony. But he is the kind of guy I would want as a lieutenant governor. Because he's corny in a good way. Um, and apparently he created the stealth bomber. So that was cool. Thanks for your service there, Tony. Don't go over time next time. It's very disrespectful to the to the body. Uh, 500 from Grady. See, Tony. Uh, John Miller, Richard Scotty, and Gary Simmons all donated another 500 to Jesse's uh, legal fund. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Chris here, running for Secretary of State. Um, he, oh, oh, oh. He said his dad created something called Running Rebel Fever, and it was something I wanted to Google on the fly, so let's do that real quick. Running Rebel Fever. Say French. Running Rebel Fever. <gasps> By George. Oh, it says George Dare. So it's not George... It's uh, like a anglization of a. I think I want to say he's like Eastern European. So let me let me check this share screen thing, and I'll just play the sound because I don't want to play the video. Do you think I'll get pulled for playing fucking? Um, God damn it! For playing the video, let's see. This is the world's first. Oh Amazon come on! I hate these commercials. It oh, that's gross. Five times more pulling shit out of people's ears. You and every basketball running over for you. Holy shit. This thing has 1,314 views. George Dare is... I'm going to check out his channel. Who the fuck is he? Is this like... About... Huh. Well, shit. Nothing about him. So I don't know if this is like Chris's... Maybe this is Chris's brother, George. Because it looks like a young dude on the... Uh, on the thumbnail. Close that bullshit. Dude, I have so much shit in my face. That's why I'm like, look, it looks like I'm just like dipping and dodging and shit. Yeah, fuck all that. Get rid of that bullshit. So, Krista here was running. Yeah, I wanted to look that up. And I did. Good for me. He's running for Secretary of State. Uh, he was a pastor. He sounds like one. Uh, points for wrapping up at the ding. $100 from Susan Profit for Jesse's legal fund. Seagal for Attorney General. 
Uh, is there anybody else running for attorney general? Who knows? Seagal is pretty cool. Okay. Uh, Richard Scotty. So he's running for Secretary of State, and I wish I could support him, but no love, because he was the chair in 2009 and 2010, and he's one of those ones that made us turn off cameras, and um, he uh, tried to sabotage the Ron Paul delegates going to the RNC in 2008. He funded and sheltered a person who was vulnerable and was somehow going to spy on us like we were something doing something that was worthy of being spied on so fuck richard i'd like to support him but i can't because of that you know one-off shit denise Moraz, uh she got there and said jim marchant is in wisconsin with mike lindell to decertify elections jim if denise Moraz is speaking on your behalf uh, you are fucked because allegedly, and I remember some of this shit, uh, Cindy Lake, former chair of the county party, has kind of distanced herself and become a fucking, you know, fuck it all, why do you bother type person. And she comes and goes on that sort of stuff. It happens. You get you get burned, you get cynical, and she's been burned hard. But I remember that this Denise Mraz person was allegedly stalking her or someone in her family. And that bitch is crazy, according to a lot of people around me. When she came up, I was like, who is she? Oh, that bitch, she's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for speaking, but she, apparently she's crazy. Uh, oh, I wrote to uh, this guy speaking, and he's running for Secretary of State, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy I said he's a rando for Secretary of State, and I said he speaks well. Fucking Gerard Romalo. It's like, oh, shit, that's the old news guy, Gerard Romalo. He's running for Secretary of State, too. Uh, Jeff Stone is a pharmacist from California. He just moved here. He's running down ballot. Thanks, Jeff. Or no, he might be running for Secretary of State, whatever. He fl- Oh, here we go. He fled L.A. for Temecula, ran for city council and won, was mayor and other shit for 27 years, and then served in the Trump administration, state senate. Uh, so if you look up uh, Jeff Stone, State Senate, you'll see his whole record. The guy's a winner, and he's got a voting record, but here's here in Nevada. He keeps abandoning places when the virus grows instead of staying there and fighting it or dying like he should uh, with the the, 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 yeah, the communism coming our way. State Senate. Yeah, proud Nevadan for four years. That's a weird thing to say. He's running in Senate District 20. Thank you for running down ballot, but proud Nevadan for four years. Relax. Uh, Chris Hisgin is running in 8010. Uh, we were in 10 at the moment at Ahern. And uh, his issue, uh, he had a big issue with nursing home reform. That was awkward. Uh, Stan Vaughn. Some, some guy came up to me. He's like, Stan should be on your show. And I said, absolutely not. I respect Stan. I like Stan. He's a smart person. He knows better than to be on this fucking uh, stupid shit. Uh, I've had two candidates on here. Katie Williams twice. Uh, Carrie Buck once. So take that as you will. Smart candidates do not come on fucking podcasts where the host drinks beer and says fucking a bunch. Because your enemies will clip it. And it's not going to make you look good. Uh, So Stan Vaughn, you're not invited because I like you. Uh, I mean, unless you want to fucking submarine, you know, fucking torpedo your whole fucking thing, then uh, great. Uh, shit, what is this? 
Okay, Stan Bond, do not come on the show unless you're running for office unless you want. Katie Carey. Yeah, I mentioned that. Stan is a chess champ, he said, and an ordained minister. I am as well. I checked in using my ordained minister card. Uh, if you have a wedding that you want to do somewhere special, it has to be special. Because I'm, I'm with United Church of Bacon, and I don't charge. I'm not allowed to. I'll do your wedding for free. But it has to be special. I can't just be a fucking wedding machine. But I would love to officiate a wedding somewhere maybe we're not supposed to have a wedding. You know what I mean? Somewhere like in front of the Bellagio Fountains. I'll do that. Uh, so he's an ordained minister. Voteforstan.com is his website. Do vote for Stan Vaughn. Uh, Melissa Blundo, she's part of No Mask Nevada. I think that's Ian Bain's thing. That's cool. I think we like Melissa and the Blundos. For, for, fairly sure. Um, there's a lot of division. It's weird. Like it's Chuck Muth people, and there's I, I don't know who to like and who not to sometimes. I don't know if people discuss who I like and then go, well, if you don't like them, fuck them. I hope not. I hope you're not taking my opinion on these people. Jacob Oh, uh, Melissa Blundo is running against uh, uh, Hafen. And Hafen wasn't there to speak until Melissa Blundo, like, roasted his ass. So uh, Jacob Diaville's running, and I didn't catch the number, 8037 or something like that. I'm not sure about Jacob. I don't know what to think about him. I got, I have questions. This was something that happened. Somebody was asking him something and then told me, I don't like how he answered me. It was um, Daphne Lee. She was asking about her medical freedom thing at the time. And he didn't have a he didn't have a an answer that she was happy with. And if Daphne Lee ain't happy with you, I ain't happy with you. I don't have to do the work. I just look at Daphne Lee's face, and she says, "Fuck that guy." I go, "Yeah, fuck that guy." So that was Jacob. Uh, Ken Gray is running in AD thirty nine. He's uh, in a district that's part of Douglas and Lyon County. He loves his wife. He was very specific to say. Uh, Glenn Levitt. Uh, this At this point, I wrote so hungry. These motherfuckers were keeping us from lunch. And some people, listen, we're a party of rules. And it turned out when we were released from lunch, a bunch of y'all had already gotten lunch. And while it hurts, it's all the same shit. And thank you for doing that because I didn't want to stand in a fucking line. The line was so short because half you motherfuckers already got your sandwiches. Um, Glenn Levitt was the first Asian-American legislator in Nevada. That sounds strange. He gave a shout out to Pauline Lee because... She's Asian, too, and being Asian is important. He said that, and what? I, okay. Uh, identity politics, whatever. Uh, Hafen went last. This was my stomach talking. It said, fuck him. He's an actual elected legislator, and Blundo's going after him, after him Melissa. She says, uh, he said, fuck Melissa. And he didn't really say that, metaphorically. Uh, he's A-rated by all the things. Uh, he forgot to say his name. He came up there so eager to defend himself against Melissa Blundo's uh, accusations that he forgot to say his own fucking name. Um, so he thinks everybody knows him. Uh, to me, he seems like a knob. He kept saying, did you know that I did boop, bop, and beep? Like, did you know that I did this? And did it because the media won't tell you because fuck them and this. Uh, so Blundo definitely hurt his ass, uh, cause he was butthurt and he had to get up and, and, and set the record straight. He's fighting the redistricting thing. Who drew the maps? Do you know? That was the thing he said. Uh, lunch was turkey and bacon sandwich. Yum. Then the minty of Zig Ziglar, y'all go see Chris Dunham. He, oh, I'm not going to have time. I don't want to give a shit. Uh, so he opened with this 
uh, I'm going to open with uh, what Elizabeth Taylor said to her husband's, I won't keep you long. And the fucking room opened with a joke, right? They loved it. Got to know your audience. So these old fuckers love a good Elizabeth Taylor joke. And I actually heard people go, I love that one. And I want to know who he stole them from. I'm going to name off Chris Dunham. Chris Dunham is a mentee of Zig Ziglar. And I want to tell you all the jokes that I did. I'm just going to read through these notes real quick because it was... Look, I could look up the jokes, but you know he stole these fucking things. Uh, I won't keep you long. Open with a joke shit. Gets a pop in this room. You people are fucking stupid. So poor, we went to KFC to lick other people's fingers. Whose joke is that? We were so poor, we went to KFC to lick other people's fingers. And I wrote, joke thief. There's a thing called Four Moods by Jaffe and Scott. You go ahead and look that up if you like motivational shit or stuff like that. He was talking about it. I said, oh, and at this point, I'd say I need to come up with a motivational gimmick, but Camus. So I'm an existentialist and an absurdist, and I, I can't I can't give you a people a reason to continue on except just to embrace the absurd. Like, that's all, we're, that's all we can hope for is just to enjoy the ride and, and laugh at the stupid fucking show. All the world's a stage, and we are merely players. So there's no way I could be a motivational speaker and tell you that Jesus loves you, um, and that you fucking matter because <laughs> you don't, uh, and neither do I. So could I blend Camus with motivational? That's, that was the level of a, of a, you know, Camus motivational speak. It's just, I don't know, man. Once you pull down that veil of why are we here and you can't go to religion and you can't go to suicide, there's only, uh, why are we here? Because we're here. Roll the bones. I, I can't turn off the philosophical part of my mind and just become religious. And I feel like everybody concurs that, it, including in the existential philosophy, that that uh, ending it is not an acceptable solution. So all you can do is embrace the absurd. So how do you how do you become an absurdist motivational speaker? Maybe I need to look it up if I remember to. Absurdist motivational speaker. Yeah, who cares? Let's do it. Let's do it. We got time. I'll go all night. I drove all night. Absurdist motivational speaker. There's quotes, speech, and speaker. So how are you? Steve Rizzo is the attitude of the world's funniest motivational speaker. Seriously funny guy. All right, I'm going to leave this here. We're not going to talk about Steve Rizzo. Steve uh, Rizzo. Absurdist video edits a philosopher's story. How does a nihilist absurdist find motivation? Quora. Yeah, so it's... And then Albert Camus. That's, that's the next thing right there. So how... How could I... Because... There's grifting, and then there's what uh, Krish Dunham. And I don't think he brought his puppets, but what he does. It's motivational speaking. You're not, um, you're not being tricked into anything. Maybe you are. I don't know. Maybe it gets religious or churchy, but I feel like I could be an absurdist motivational speaker. I'll need to look into it. I got a tab open now. We'll get into it. Uh so he was he made a joke about a kamikaze on his 39th mission like you know that's a failure i get it 
yeah, I asked where are uh, Chris Dunham's puppets. I don't. I think I got confused. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jeff Dunham. Okay, so he's not Jeff Dunham. Why do ATM keypads have Braille? Do you? I mean, like, okay, so there's George Carlin, there's Stephen Wright, and then there's Mitch Hedberg. This observational humor, you know what I mean? Uh, I went to the ATM and a keypad had Braille. Is that so blind people could drive up to it? No, so blind people can walk up to it. They're all a standardized sticker that's put on there, and the Braille is part of the Americans for Disabilities Act, which requires all buttons. Uh, because some people walk up to ATMs, you fucking jack wagon. Anyway, I hate to fuck up your joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Just so many jokey jokes. Of all the audience I've spoken to, you've been the most recent. Ah! That one fucking worked. People love that joke. Um, did we ban recording? We went over that. We did not. Uh, I, what I would have done, I would have spoken to George Harris and said, that's a safe place for me. Ra, uh, um, oh, what is this? Uh, so, yeah, that's all. I'm glad I didn't have to make the choice of streaming and telling my own friends to fuck themselves. Oh, at the time, I thought some of my friends were telling people not to film. I'm not very good at friending. Well, that's obvious. Self-reflection production. Oh, I don't do production for the show anymore, so I guess some of these notes seem like self-reflection, so I was going to do, like, a, a fade-out and have me, like, being self-reflective, but uh, get fucked. We don't do that anymore. Production for this show. Rob Tyree explains bylaws. An executive session even possible? Is executive session even possible in this space? That's uh, yeah. Oh, uh, with my mask on, I wore a mask. And uh, for those of you that don't know me, then you don't know why, and it's not important. Uh, I can yawn my dick off with a mask during bylaws. I love Rob Tyree. Glad he does bylaws. There's no butter for that dry toast. Um, Dave Gibbs is advocating for the former chair, Amy Tarkanian, because some of the bylaws were going to make it so maybe she wasn't a uh, ex officia member. Former chair membership status being removed. Dave thinks it's shady that he caught it, but wasn't mentioned on the proposed changes. That is strange. Dave had some proposed bylaws, but they weren't mentioned. Dave Gibbs, fuck him. Uh, only additions were gone over not removals. So there were additions to the bylaws, but not removals. And Dave was like, why didn't you talk about the removals? Or there were both, but he didn't talk about it. They didn't talk about it. Uh, there were bylaws to say who decides when to have state meetings. Wonky shit to remove conflict in bylaws. Uh, Gibbs been around since 06, he said. So that's that makes sense because I've been around since 07, 08. So he wasn't around much before me. But boy, he sure does fucking act like it. So now I know. Now I know. He got there right before me, Dave Gibbs did. Um, so... Does it sound better to describe a dec- 15 years in the game as a decade and a half, as Jim DeGraffenry does, or to say 15 years? I say 15 years, Jim says decade and a half. I kind of like his better. Uh, to remove an officer, we need two-thirds of total membership, should be two-thirds of members present. Also, some of these bylaws are fucking, I just kind of wrote down stuff as we were going. Um, so, yeah, here's what we had. Fucking... At some point, because Dave Gibbs was getting pissed because it seemed like the bylaws shit was going against his stuff. Let's see. Um, and he said, uh, yeah, we cleaned up the bylaws so there were ways for like, because we can't have two-thirds of 700 people show up for, for shit. But the wording in the bylaws was all fucked up. But Dave Gibbs says, uh, 
Okay, guy, I gave you a couple of amendments. You regret this day, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guy. He's not your guy, friend. I'm not your friend, buddy. We're not your buddies, guy. I'm not your guy, friend. We have fun here. We play with the toys. That's what popped into my head because Dave Gibbs said, I have to type these things word for word sometimes. Okay, guy, I gave you a couple of amendments. Um, so, yeah, and then and then we decided to decide if we were going to vote on the package as a whole, which sounds funny to me because I'm 12, apparently. Uh, about to count votes to ratify as a whole. Can undo if all our work, if not two-thirds. So this got weird because you do all this work to, like, parse the language and the grammar and all these things and get these... Uh, they went through pretty well once people understood what the bylaws changes were supposed to be. And then at the end, you say, let's make a motion to ratify the whole thing, right? We need two thirds. Dave Gibbs called out by Michael McDonald for trying to dick up our bylaws change because it's a voice vote. So how do you decide what's two thirds of the room? Well, now we're going to vote on it. We're going to do a count. So somebody called for division on that two thirds vote. And then once we discussed it. They took back their call for division and we didn't vote on it because Dave Gibbs didn't have the fucking rocks to call for division himself. He had some fucking lackey do it. And once it was explained, you know, like we go back to the old bylaws if we don't fix these right now. If we don't ratify this fucking change, we go back to the bylaws. So it's like we go back, we don't get to fix shit. And why would Dave Gibbs do that? So Dave Gibbs was called out by Michael McDonald for trying to dick up our bylaws change he called out Michael Jack, former chairs, uh, other previous chairs. I said Cadnassi. And is he talking about Amy Tarkanian? I don't know. He said, I'll say him by name if you want to. I don't know who the fuck he's pissed off at. Uh, thank you, Robin, Jim Hendel, for handling all that bylaws bullshit. Uh, ADD kids and old people can have a hard time keeping track of intricacies of Robert's rules. It is hard. It is expeditious to move forward. Uh, was a phrase that Jim Hindle used, and uh, that was funny to me. Like, when you're talking about, like, why do we need to just go ahead and voice vote to two-thirds? Because it's expeditious to move forward. Really? No shit. Uh, rural chairs, I fucking bounced. Uh, bylaws is like Dungeons & Dragons, not the shitty playing part, the shitty writing of the Dungeon Masters bullshit, I assume. Listen. Go to the PAA podcast uh, on Spotify. Spotify or go to us on Facebook. Dave Sagedak was on um, CNN. It's not worth giving it oxygen, except that it's fucking hilarious. I fucked up recording the whole video. There's a three and a half minute clip or so on Jim Acosta's Twitter page. More than welcome to go fuck with that. Uh, and, and fucking just watch it, enjoy it, consume it. But if you get my version of it, it's longer, but it's just audio because I fucked up and didn't record the right screen. I I will be better. I will do better. Uh, it is your fault. I know. It is my fault. And Knock this garbage off now. I like that one. Um, what, it, what am I missing? What's it going to fucking do? So, yeah. I'm sorry I fucked that up. Go watch Dave Sage Deck, uh do his thing. Oh, yeah. I was going to do... God damn it. You are listening to the PAA Podcast. Juggalo Patriot. Sick. Uh, I had a thing. Dude, this shit is all 
fucked up. Out of order. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Can someone tell me when First Friday is? Normally on the first Friday of the month. It's at Ahern this uh, coming February something. And uh, Sadal Shita will be the featured speaker. Do go to First Friday. Um, it's back. Nevada Grand Ole Party. First Friday. Hosted by Ahern Hotel and Convention Center. The first Friday of every month. See NevadaGOP.org for more info. Bring a friend. Bring a family member. Bring someone under 40. Do it. Do it. Right? So, uh, Seagal will be the featured speaker at um, that. Coming up on the, the thing. And, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, how do I want to play these? I just roasted the roaster, and um, so I still roast. So I still roast. I'm just that way. I'm that guy. So I still roast. Um, I roast probably every other week, and I roast a pretty significant amount. Of Anyways, oh, it's very good. I love that. All right, thanks for watching. The thing that I'm leaving behind for my kids and grandkids. I'm glad that you enjoy it. If you love it. I love that you love it. Blah, 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 blah,